think the biggest thing for us, and we'll talk about the controversial stuff in a little bit, but I feel like for us, if the client doesn't buy in, there will be no change. If we're punishing them or consequencing them, they're going to do it until the consequence is lifted. And mm-hmm. the, but they don't have any buy-in after that because everything's been lifted. And so really the focus for us is to get them to buy in to themselves, to get them yeah. to understand what I'm feeling. Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome everyone to Understanding the Human Condition. I am Shay Butts. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at J. Flowers. And today I'm going to serve as the host for our podcast as Dr. Flowers is away. But we have a very special guest with us today. John Karen, who is a good friend of ours here at J Flowers and of mine personally. He is the founder and co-owner of Elements Wilderness and Elements Traverse Wilderness Programs in Utah. And we're going to talk a little bit today about non-traditional therapies and how the outdoors can be such a great benefit to all types of people. So, John, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's great to be here. I'd love it if you would just start for some of our listeners and viewers. They really don't know a lot about non-traditional kinds of therapies. And so we talk a lot about different modalities on the program. And so I would love for you to introduce us to wilderness therapy and how it works and who it works for. Perfect. So we do, we call it adventure therapy, outdoor therapy, a lot of, you know, people refer to as wilderness programs, but for us, what we've really found is getting kids and young adults for that matter, Mm -hmm. just out of their, the pressure and the stress and all the junk that's going on in their lives and get them out to a place that they can really just focus on themselves and really kind of figure out what's going on in their lives. And especially now, it seems like there's more anxiety and depression and different things that are going on for a lot of our clients that coming out here just really just minimizes that piece and gets us back down to earth, I guess is what you'd say. Right. And so it's a really special place out there to be able to, you know, be cooking food, taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. getting exercise, fresh air, eating good food, you know, all of them. And really a big thing for our clients is sleep cycles, getting on good sleep cycles, getting rid of all your devices. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know myself with devices, I could, I don't know. I saw they become your vices. My vices on my vices. <laughs> but I saw a, a joke that said something like, Oh, I can't sleep or something. So let me stare at this big lighted phone with every information right. in the world and see if that helps. You know, and so it was just kind of funny. But yeah. So it's I nice. may be guilty of playing dominoes on my phone. I, I know that's so dorky, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I play 
it's not it's i don't know tune blast or something my kids make fun of me but yeah it's just kind of my brainless mindless i don't have to think yeah. you know yeah. it's just kind of fun that way. so I, th- I think we all use them and i think you know there's good parts to that piece mm-hmm. you know we have a like my wife she said i'm not i'm on facebook and she doesn't do facebook at all because mm-hmm. she just doesn't like the negativity but right. i have a million you know nieces and nephews and a lot of family and that's the way i keep up with them because yeah, it's a hard way and so i think there's you know, not to get into that debate about good or bad, but I think there's a lot of really good that we get from social media. And I think it can be pretty difficult for a lot of people. So just to be away from that is the only time in your life you can actually be away from a phone or a computer or, you know, anything like that. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I know in my previous life, I will say I have had many clients that have come to you guys both adolescents and young adults and older adults. I think I've begged you a few times to take some (laughs) 30-somethings. And I know the same is true for all of them, and the experience has been very similar for all of them, and that is they're surprised by how the distraction-free environment like awakens so much around them. And I had the privilege of go coming out with a couple of colleagues and stayed overnight. Stayed overnight. Yep. yep. And I'm kind of a girly girl. And it was winter. It you didn't was this so everybody so knows this cold. wasn't a no. this wasn't a summer, you know, the best of conditions. So yeah, it wasn't we proud of you guys. So it was it was neat. It was super fun, I have to say. Although my attire was the worst ever. Like I look at the pictures, so I'm like, I cannot believe I wore a green plaid jacket. But anyway, but that's part whatever, of, that's I digress. Part of it, you know, because so much of our identity is wrapped up in clothes and shoes and shirts and belts and yeah. you know all of these things. And to get out there and I was not, just warm. That's exactly. All I you don't about. you don't care about anything, and it just changes everything that way yeah. because you don't like. I don't care if I've designed our clothes; they're going to be terrible. Right. So mm-hmm. I want warmth and comfort and all of those things. And so that's part of the beauty of being out there is that piece. And the experience for me personally, like some of the best memories I have with these two, you know, colleagues of mine that are also really good friends was, you know, we made bagels over a fire right. in the morning. And those kinds of things just make me smile when I yeah. think about it. But and we laughed a lot. And it was just really a very special time. And it gave me perspective for my clients that I've shared so many times with families because anybody who knows me, like right now, literally, (laughs) I'm in Houston, Texas. Today it's 85 degrees outside. And under my desk is a heater. And that heater, $25 on Amazon, that heater has worked for three years every single day that I'm Mm. in this office, which Mm. is just about every day. And people come in my office and they're like, it is so hot in here and I'm so happy. So the fact that I was warm and I was never cold, you know, out there. And when I was learning to ask for things I wouldn't ask for. So I thought that was a beautiful lesson too. Yeah, And I think also like, you know, part of that is like, I think the first week and a half is, I mean, anything new, any new environment is really difficult. So I think you were doing the more difficult days. And once you acclimate, I mean, I go out there in the winter and I have my coat on and a beanie and gloves and I go out there and the the kids are walking around with their t-shirts on. I did see that. And I was like, what? Well, and I'll say to them, like, aren't you cold? 
And they're like, no, it's nice because the sun's out, yeah. you know, and we're And it's like a balmy 45 or something. Or colder, oh. you know, 30. Okay. And so, you know, they're walking around. But in the days, you know, where we are in the San Rafael Swell, it's warmer, it's drier, there's less precipitation. And so you don't get a lot of that right. moisture. And so when the sun comes out, it's amazing. And when it goes away, the temperatures drop, but. Yeah. I have to say the areas, because oh, I've been both to your summer field area and to your winter field area. Is that what you call it? Mm, winter okay. course, summer winter course, course. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so different yeah. and so astonishingly beautiful. I have a picture in my office actually of, I think it was like September and Andrew Powell, yeah. um, your executive director, is mm-hmm. that his title? Mm-hmm. Is He and I had gone out to the field. You abandoned me that particular day. <laughs> And we had gone out into the field and there were all of these beautiful trees that were just super bright yellow. I don't yeah. know. Were those birch trees maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Aspens and birch. They were gorgeous. And so we just, we stopped and we were just so nerdy taking all these pictures, but it was absolutely just, it was breathtaking the scenery yeah. and how much that moves you as a person. I mean, yeah. I just think just the setting in itself is healing. Amazing. Yeah, I love, you know, that this fall was special. Probably one of the brightest, vibrant colors I've ever seen. Wow. And I don't know, we had an amazing ski season last year, so that could have tied into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've been going out there for 26 years, and it's still, I get the same. Mm-hmm. It's not like I ever get used to it, or I'm just like, oh, yeah, the, there's pretty trees. It's breathtaking every single time. And it, like you said, it's healing, looking out over the vast mountains and how amazing everything is. It's, it's It lets awesome. you know. There's more than just you and your problems and your comparisons on social media and your, you know, teenage struggles or young adult struggles or whatever the case may be. There's just, you know, life is bigger than all of us. Yeah. Really. And our problems seem pretty minuscule when you look at the the big picture of the world. Yeah. Let's talk about how it functions because I do find elements to be a very sophisticated therapeutic model, but I also see the clients having a really good time and having a lot of fun. And how do you guys integrate those things and, you know, just some philosophy of your program around that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us, and, you know, we'll talk about the controversial stuff in, in a little bit, but I feel like for us, if the client doesn't buy in, there will be no change. If we're, you know, punishing them or consequencing them, they're going to do it until the consequence is lifted. And mm-hmm. the, but they don't have any buy-in after that because everything's been lifted. And so, really, the focus for us is to get them to buy in to themselves, to get them yeah. to understand what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling. And what kinds of decisions do I make when I'm feeling certain ways to get to a place to say, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to be like this. Okay, great. What are you going to do about it? Because that's our biggest problem is that we can't get out of our own way. Right. We keep, you know, sabotaging or doing silly things or, you know, whatever it is, making bad, terrible choices. I think that's the big thing for us. And so combining the therapeutic piece, the clinical aspect of the program that's first and foremost, but also getting them to have a good time, getting them to have, you know, some fun out there. And like you said, the self-esteem, the self-confidence that comes from cooking a bagel over an open fire, right? Like that's amazing (laughs) to be able to be like, Hey, I took care of myself. I actually did this. And then 
when your parents come out and you're cooking for them and taking care of them, which is a huge role reversal, it's amazing. And your mom can't jump in and rescue you or save you because she doesn't know what to do. And so it's, there's just so many cool things. But I think for us, the clinical approach, we think of ourselves as a high intense therapeutic intervention. Mm -hmm. And so it's a deep dive into what's going on for me and for my family and for everything in my life. And then working through that in different ways. And I would say the adventure piece that we have an amazing adventure team that we have. And so with that piece, you know, rock climbing, rappelling, backpacking, low ropes courses, fly fishing, mountain biking, some of those things. And to see these kids, we had a really good summer this year with fishing Mm -hmm. and it's catch, it is catch and release. We don't take any fish with us or eat them or cook them, but to be able to just see these kids is light up when they catch fish or, you know, rappelling down something, you know, very difficult. And it's funny because at the top, everybody's vulnerable. Everybody's nervous. So scary. Everybody's scared. <laughs> and then they get to the bottom and they're like, oh, that, that wasn't a big deal. You know, and like, I wish I had a video camera at the top to show you. But, but <laughs> Your that, knees knocking yeah, and all the things. Yeah, but that self-confidence. I mean, some yeah. of our kids, they haven't had wins in a long time. And so to be able to create these little wins for them and get them excited about life and just building that fire, you know, inside themselves to get excited about life. and because most of them have dropped out of all their sports and changed friend groups mm-hmm. and not doing great in school or, you know, our college age kids, you're either, you know, joined a fraternity and went nuts that way, or you never left the room and just, right. you know, isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. THC and video games. And so right. you kind of see all that stuff. So having wins and getting excited are a really cool process. I've had so many families say, I just don't see how this could be you know, something because my kids aren't going to repel when they get home. These are not skills that are translatable. Mm-hmm. And my stance has always been this prepares people in such a way for the unknown. And so much of what we face as people is unknown. Yeah. So if you can navigate a situation where you're completely vulnerable and independent, right, yeah. on asking the people who know to help you navigate it, and then that strength building an internal scaffolding instead of mom and dad always holding you up and putting you in positions where things work, you know, because they're making them work. I mean, it's just, it's, there's nothing else like it. You know, I am. And I'd like for you to speak to this a little bit. I get really discouraged when I see negative, there's so much online negativity about outdoor therapy or adventure therapy and I think that there probably have been programs that haven't been great, but it. how do you deal with that when families are asking questions about things that they see online about just, you know, outdoor therapy in general? Yeah, there's a couple things for me. I mean, I think that there's, you know, negative things that are going on all over the world, yeah. whether it's church, religion, I mean, the stuff that's going on in Israel and, and Gaza and that kind of stuff, that's all religious based right Mm -hmm. and so i think there's a lot of negativity just in general i also think that negativity sells you Mm -hmm. know if i'm going to write an article for you know some big newspaper i'm not going to write about something that's that was cool because nobody reads it right the negativity and i'm guilty of that i read some and i'm like oh man i better go read that and so a lot of it's just you know clickbait is what i call it but also i do believe that they're just like a plumber, 
right? I've had a plumber who was amazing and I've had plumbers who were terrible. <laughs> I didn't have a bad I wasn't plumber. sure where you were going. <laughs> I didn't have a bad plumber and say, I'm never using plumbers again because they're right. all terrible, right? I go find somebody that's better. And right. I do believe that there are good programs and there are not so good programs. And I believe a lot of times that people have good intentions and the follow through isn't great. So I do believe these people that have been victimized in a lot of ways and, and acknowledge that and know that it's been difficult for them. If you look online and read a lot of the stories, nothing's really up there. I mean, nothing's really happened in the last 15 years. And I think that that's really a testament to the industry, to mm -hmm. the programs that are out there. And But I also think like, I mean, you can compare it to like high school sports, how many right. kids are getting injured or hurt or die every year. And with wilderness, not that it's okay that anybody ever, you know, dies, but it's a very, very, very slim number. Mm -hmm. I mean, like one or two in the last five years and, and how many kids are going through treatment. And it's usually, you know, freak incidents, something like that. But I think it's hard. And I think it, it's hard in my situation because I know the power of, of what we do. Yeah. I know the effect that it has. I hear from kids all the time that have graduated college and their parents didn't think they were going to finish high school, right. right? Graduated college. And I mean, we have therapists that came back that went and grad, you know, went to wilderness and then went on and, and became therapists and clinicians and yeah. came back. And so it's, that's the hardest part for me. I think that just tears at me is knowing the value of what can happen with this. And the change that can occur and the excitement and all of these things. And then to hear people just bash it and say negativity and, you know, things like that. It, it's hard. It's hard to, to be a part of and, you know, have people bash it. Yeah. Well, I will say that it's brought some of the most life-changing scenarios for some of the people that I've referred through the years that have been in all kinds of treatment. Yeah. And this was the key that really opened the rest of their life, yeah. you know, opened that door to the rest of their life because it did remove yeah, all the distraction awesome. and everything. And so I am always thrilled to be able to have families that come to you and um, whether it's via flowers or whatnot. And we appreciate you trusting us because I know it's, it's a lot. People say all the time, well, just trust us with your clients. And it's like, you're not buying a computer or a, I mean, these are people's lives and this is much more significant than anything that we can do. And so for us, I think it's a big responsibility for us, but it's, you know, when people trust us and go through the program, it's amazing. Yeah. One of the things that I so appreciate about the work that we do here is that we are constantly achieving or constantly reaching for the next level and the, you know, having the most advanced, you know, different types of treatments, whether they're medical or psychological or whatever yeah. for our clients. And I think the thing that I appreciate so much about Elements and your whole group, I love the fact that it's owner operated. You know, that's also one of the things I really love here is right. that, you know, everybody is still in the mix. And so the stamp that goes on that carries big names, yeah. you know, and yeah. big reputations. Yeah. And you guys all have excellent reputations in the Thanks. field. But I also appreciate how you continue to strive to add things to what you offer. And so do you want to talk a little bit about your new program for neurodiverse clients? Yeah. So we're starting a 
well, it's actually, it actually started last Tuesday. Oh, awesome. And it is a neurodiverse program. So kids that have neurodiversity, ASD, things like that. And what we found, so it's being started by Dr. Neil Christensen and Jamie Kazmarek. So Jamie came over from another program in the springtime, right before the summer. And for us to get her was amazing for us. Right. I mean, she had a lot of opportunities and the fact that she picked us was, for me, it was amazing. And I think combining her with Neil, you know, the charge to them was, hey, let's make a program that really works for our neurodiverse kids. Right. Kids with, you know, tactile, sensory, different things like that, where, you know, removing them from the home is enough for them, right? Mm-hmm. And the outdoor piece can be a little bit too much for them. And so what we've really kind of worked through as a a program this last winter, it was a pretty good winter for us, right? It was colder in December and, you know, Sean Spinner, his group, you know, they're a little bit older, oppositional, a little bit more substance abusing kids, you know, they're ripping their shirts off and beating on their chest, right? (laughs) They love it. Like they're just in it. And then you have Neil's group and these kids are curled up in a ball, just trying to just weather it, you know? And so to be able to create and design a program that really speaks to these kids that, that really, you know, meets them where they're at and matches their needs and, and do some a little bit things a little bit different to really help them with that is is really what we're after. So we don't believe we're not big base camp fans. You right. know, base camps are I feel like kids coming in and out, especially if you're neurodiverse, you know that change. You don't want to go in, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we're going out. I don't want to go out, you know, and it's, so it doesn't really matter where you are. You're always going to push pull. And so there's that piece. And so what we've created is a, is a mobile base camp. And so that mobile base camp goes out every Monday night. So we set up mobile base camp, which is a big cooking tent. We have stoves, we have picnic tables. I mean, we're still, I guess if Jamie's listening to this, she's going to debate my picnic table. (laughs) We do have picnic tables in traverse and it was, it's one of my favorite parts, right? Right. We sit down at the picnic table and we like this and we all just sit and, and chat with yeah. the clients and stuff. And so it's great. But there's a shower tent, a cooking mm-hmm. tent, a bathroom tent, you know, all of these different things to just provide a little bit more amenities for them to be able to tolerate things a little bit more. And mm-hmm. so I think if there's too much discomfort, I think discomfort is needed. It's needed for me. I hate it, but it, it's needed for me to get better to improve. I like to bike race a lot. I'm a swimmer. So I do a lot of triathlons and almost every race there's discomfort for me. I'm, yeah. I'm outside of my comfort zones. And, you know, so I think that's a, a big part. And so a lot of times I like to race the same races because I know what's going on. I know what to expect. <laughs> I don't, you know, there isn't anything that's going to happen. And, but, you know, so too much discomfort I think is tougher for these clients, but I think mm. there still needs to be some to really help them to feel good about themselves, to get excited about life and and really go down that path. And so the program's called Elements Eclipse. Mm -hmm. So we'll have elements as the adolescents, elements traverse as our young adults, um, and then you'll have elements eclipse for For the the neurodiverse. That's awesome. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. I appreciate that striving for excellence that you guys do. And it's anybody who knows any of the members of your team, it's not a surprise, you know? Yeah. Talk about how the families and parents are involved for any of your programs. That's that's a great question because I think really 
you know, part of what I think when people think about, you know, wilderness is just sending your child off. And I tell parents all the time, you're not sending your child away. You're going on the journey with them. Right. And so I think when COVID hit, we thought we had a pretty robust family system. Mm-hmm. And when COVID hit, we realized it was terrible. You know, it was one dimensional. And once we couldn't do it in person, it ended. And so we spent, you know, the two years of COVID really honing in on our family systems. And we have two amazing people that are running that with Dagny and Karen. And I think for us, you know, you're going to see with parents weekly, you're going to see letter writing. You're going to see they'll have assignments from the therapist. Mm -hmm. They might have some books they can read. And then they're going to meet with the therapist every week. So Mm -hmm. either Thursday or Friday, they'll have an hour conference call with the therapist. And so that happens weekly. And then on Mondays, we have one of two things. So there's a spotlight seminar that happens every other week. Mm -hmm. And then there's a parent group that happens on the opposite weeks. And so we're able to really, you know, get the parents together, get some trainings and our therapists speak at the spotlight seminars. Mm -hmm. And then we have parent coaching, which we call it parent guiding. Mm -hmm. So we have parent, the parent guiding that we do that typically happens, you know, week four, five, six, something like that, a little bit later, Mm -hmm. just so parents can get their feet under them a little bit before we bombard them with more. (laughs) And that's done by Lynn. He's also one of my partners. He and I started the program together along Mm -hmm. with Karen Scrafford. And so he does all of our parent coaching. So mm-hmm. when you come here, you have an owner that's doing the parent coaching and, and he's the parent whisperer for sure. He's amazing. He is, he is very good. Yeah. And then he's managed to corral a few of my parents in he, his day. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, I could, I could go on forever <laughs> telling stories about him that I, I thought we were going to be in trouble and he was able to just <laughs> turn it right around. But yeah, I think that's a part of it. You know, it's, it's a deep dive for parents as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not a blame game. You know, it's not hey, you did this or you did that. It's two words our kids are terrible at, right? What's my accountability and what's my responsibility? And then the communication. How do I communicate with my child? And how do they communicate with me? Especially as these clients get older, we have a a couple, you know, 28-year-olds in the program. And it's creating a new relationship with my parents Mm -hmm. as an adult. I really haven't ever got out of that mold. And so... Which is such a huge issue. Huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get 18 to 20-year-olds and Sometimes, you know, I, I said to the one mom, I said, I'm listening to you and I, I would think that your son's 16 or, or six or six, <laughs> by the way, you're, you're talking and, and it's hard for me to imagine that he's 20. And so to create those new relationships, new boundaries, mm-hmm. new communication patterns is phenomenal. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I hate to say this, but we're out of time. Oh, bummer. Unfortunately, yeah. we could yeah. talk all day. Yeah, we actually could. <laughs> we do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. It's been amazing. I'm so glad that you came. You know, the thing that I love the most about this podcast is that we have so many different kinds of people from all walks of life that come on. And I think that all of us could spend a little more time trying to understand the human condition. Yes. Right. Not just with each other, but with ourselves. And so, you know, I think what you've offered today could be very helpful for our listeners. And so. If someone wants more information about any of your programs, how could they be in touch with you? Yeah, I think the best is go to the website at elementswilderness.com and you can have all the numbers and contact whatever you need. So elementswilderness.com. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, for more information about Jay Flowers Health Institute, 
please go to our website at jflowershealth.com. And if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next time. And I'd like to remind everyone watching or listening to us that there are numerous platforms to find our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it could help. Absolutely. And we remind you also that a clear diagnosis is key to the most effective treatment possible. Yes, it is. See you next Thanks week. Thanks again, Robin. Thank yeah. you.